You know, theologians talk about thin places, which means places where it seems that heaven and earth get really, really close. I think we've experienced that this morning. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much to all of you for bringing us to that place. We are so thankful. And you know, I'm thankful that you are here today as well, especially if you're a guest with us. You honor us with your presence. You know, we were talking uh, earlier during our Advent candle lighting about an altogether love versus an almost love. And I want to share with you real briefly about that because my prayer for you is that this Christmas that you would experience God's altogether love. Let me explain a little bit about the difference. Last week before, one of, before our staff meeting, we were just kind of having some conversation, and a few staff members shared about their deep love and passion for Hallmark Christmas movies. Is anybody with them out there? Any of you all? Yes, big fans. Yes, right, right. I'm wondering, how many of you have seen at least five of them so far this year? See, there's the hardcore fans right there, right? And so you know, I, I bet if you've seen that, right, you've seen the one about the, the recently single writer who returns to her small town at Christmas to appease her sassy friend, but she magically falls in love with that sensitive guy in the plaid shirt, the lumberjack guy, right? <laughs> or maybe you saw the one that's almost as good about the big city lawyer who returns to her small town at Christmas time uh, to save the world from corporate dismay, only to fall in love with her old flame and his new dog, right? <laughs> I'm sure you've seen that too, right? These are shocking and compelling plot lines, right? <laughs> but you know, before the meeting began, we had a couple staff members who made a confession that was shocking to some, and I hope I'm not breaking confidentiality here to state that our facility manager, Rob Cook, has never seen a Hallmark Christmas movie. Can you imagine? Other one. Oh, I, I said two. I think it's you. <sighs> Guilty as charged. I was the other one. I was trying to direct attention to Rob, but you know. It's true. I've actually never seen Unless, it, does Hallmark Channel, do they show Die Hard at Christmas? <laughs> if so, I've definitely seen a Hallmark Christmas movie. But you know, stories like these, we love them, right? Because they're fun, right? Or people who watch them love them because they're fun, right? They're like, you have pretty much a guaranteed love story, happy ending, feel good kind of thing, right? And, and you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that kind of love, right? You know, because it gives you that kind of hope that maybe you too might someday fall in love with the lumberjack guy and possibly new dog as well, right? It, it puts these things in our spirit, right? But seriously, herein lies the risk in the Christmas season. And the risk is that you'll experience an almost Christmas. And almost Christmas gets into all the fun stuff, the movies, the music, the cookies, all that stuff that's good. It's really good. I'm not trying to knock that. But that you'll miss out on the one whom Christmas is really all about. 
And, and almost Christmas misses out on a real, powerful, life-changing encounter with the God of the universe. The one who left heaven, who came down to this earth to give his life for you and for me. Friends, I believe with all my heart that Christmas is a love story. Christmas is a love story, but not just a Hallmark kind of love, love story. It's a love story of the all-loving God, the perfect God who sent his son Jesus. You've heard the verse before John 3, 16. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And the next verse is so important. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. This is awesome news for people like me who sin and mess up and often fall short of God's expectations in this world. You see, oftentimes we look at our sin and we look at God and we think, you know, maybe I could could work harder, right? And I could earn my way into a right relationship with God. If I, was, if I could be as good as, as my neighbor or, or as good as my parents were or as good as this, that, or the other person, maybe, maybe I could earn God's favor. And, and this is maybe a normal way of thinking for us. For, for There's many folks here, you've been very successful in life and you've worked really hard. And it hasn't been easy, but, but you've, you've made it, right? You've accomplished certain things. And it's, it's easy to fall into that idea that, that whatever we need in life, we can work our way into it, that we can earn it, that we can deserve it. But you know, friends, I want you to know that even our best work, even our hardest work as humans, it falls short. It falls short of the glory of God. Because God's holiness, God's righteousness, God's ways are so perfect, and we're just not. You might say, oh, but I'm a lot better than a lot of people. I'm, I'm working really hard at it, right? Well, the Bible makes an incredible contrast. Isaiah 64, it says this, we're all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they're nothing but filthy rags. That doesn't seem very complimentary, right? But, but you know, if we think of it this way, We've experienced this, this beautiful music this morning from such a talented orchestra and choir, you know. But one thing I found interesting was they didn't tap me to play in it this year, which was interesting because I actually do play. Um, I, I brought with me my um, party store kazoo this morning, right, you know, and nobody asked me, right? I could have helped with a little... They didn't tap me, though, for that, right? Now, after the first service, one of the choir members pointed out to me that he believes I'm playing it backward. But I'm more of a free-range kazoo player, okay, you know? But how ridiculous would it be, right? This does not belong on this stage, right? Like, my musical talents do not belong being compared to them, right? And as much as that gap may be, as incredible it is, as it is, it's nothing compared to the gap between my holiness and God's holiness. I can't deserve it. I can't work my way into it. So, friend, if a person like me or like you is going to come to know the Lord, is going to come to be in a, a, a saving relationship with God, it's only going to be by grace.
It's only going to be by a free gift of God given when He sent His Son, Jesus, to this world so that we could be forgiven. Friend, you can be forgiven. No matter how many steps you've taken away from God, it's only one step back. He loves you. He cares about you so much that He would give Himself for you. That He would live, leave the splendor of heaven to come down and be born in a manger so that He could give His life for you. And this Christmas, when you look back in January, my prayer is that you will have experienced that God that you will have experienced that kind of love, an altogether love, a love that sacrificed himself so that my sins could be paid for and yours could be paid for, a love that makes it possible for us to have eternal life with God. Yet this is, this is not an almost love. This is not just a cute fairy tale story kind of love. This is an altogether love that is life-changing. I'm going to pray here in a moment. And maybe for you, maybe you say, you know, I don't know that I've ever encountered that kind of love before. I invite you to pray with me, to ask Jesus into your life, to ask him to be the leader, the Lord of your life. That's what, he, that's what he'll do for you. And I promise you, you'll experience a love that's greater than you've ever experienced in your life. So God, we give you thanks and praise that you loved us so much that you came down to heaven that you came down from heaven to earth, that you are truly Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, I can't, I can't do this on my own. I can't pay the price for my own sins. And I just ask that you would come into my life, God, that you would be my Lord, my leader, my Savior. God, I pray that, that you would change me you promise that if anybody is in you, they're a new creation. The old is past and the new has come. God, would you do that work in our lives? God, I pray for, for the one who's here today who maybe they just haven't experienced this kind of love. God, would you touch their heart by the power of your Holy Spirit? Would you change them? Would you make this a beginning of a lifelong relationship with you? For God, we love you, and we pray all of this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.